imprint impacts our subconscious response and then either solidifies our neural pathway or disconfirms and is able to lift us up into a higher perspective. Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Kindred Sage podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Brianna, and I'm so excited to share the wisdom of mindfulness, self-awareness, and energetics to raise your vibrations, re-examine your perception of self, and nourish the confidence to create an extraordinary experience here on Earth. Are you ready to expand with me? Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful souls. It's been a while since I have recorded a podcast, but I am back, baby. I have been working through quite a bit of my own healing and releasing and rewriting, and it has just, it's been a really heavy time. There's just a lot to unpack when we dive deep, and the important piece of this is to have grace with ourselves and to be, to relax into the being and not focus or guilt trip or stress about the doing. So I've been doing just that. I've been being and allowing myself to flow and thank goodness for that because I am coming out the other side of this moment of healing and feeling very aligned and a lot lighter and more focused. And today I want to share a story, an experience that happened recently that really, really triggered something deep. It was a Sunday and I had written out an entire list for myself of things to do. And as I've shared on uh, Instagram, I am a manifesting generator in human design. And I tend to have these days, most of my days are pretty flowy. I give myself a lot of freedom to listen to my intuition and move as my energy wants to. And thankfully, my alignment allows that in my life. It hasn't always been that way. So I just want to say I'm very, very, very grateful for my current situation and my ability to flow and uh, and be able to just follow the call (laughs) to what I want to do. So that is what was happening on this Sunday. I had written a long list of things that I wanted to get done around our home, and I ended up outside (laughs) staring at... A couple overgrown rosemary bushes, which were not on the list, by the way, (laughs) in true man-gen style. Uh, I went completely off script and grabbed my new pruning shears and started going to town. (laughs) And I was just manicuring this area that has a couple rosemary bushes and I was weeding. And I was using this time, as I often do, to just think think through different things, allow different ideas and challenges to work themselves through um, my conscious mind. And I was very, very in my head. (laughs) So a part of this feels like it was a lesson from the universe to balance the time (laughs) in my head and in my body. Uh, so anyways, I was very, very much in my mind and I was grabbing 
the rosemary with my left hand and I was trimming uh, quite quickly with my right hand, with the shears in my right hand. Now, the funny thing about these shears is that I had been complaining about the shears that we had and they were pretty old and difficult to handle and didn't cut all the way through um, most things that I was trying to, to cut, to prune. So I finally ordered some new ones and they have a very, very, very sharp blade. They're very powerful. Uh, the blade, I believe, is titanium and I can cut through anything. <laughs> I definitely feel like I went on a pruning spree and um, this day I was using those new shears. Oh my goodness, they are sharp. They were doing the job. So I was grabbing big bundles of rosemary and just chopping over and over very repetitive physical movement. Like I said, I was in my head. I couldn't even tell you what I was thinking about, but I was really just mulling over something in my mind. When I grabbed with my left hand and I went to prune with the shears in my right hand, and I caught my left wrist with the blade and instantly went into shock. I looked down and it was a pretty decent cut. I mean, we're talking like maybe a sixteenth or less of an inch more. And I would, I would have probably cut a tendon in my wrist. For some reason this day, I wasn't wearing my, uh, my Fitbit, which actually typically sits right there. <laughs> where I cut myself. Another kind of odd piece of the puzzle here. But I looked down and I started to see some blood come out. My prefrontal cortex, my conscious mind, uh, went into shock. I couldn't think. The only thought coming to my head was, OMG, 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 OMG. In complete freeze <laughs> mode. And that's when, thankfully, my subconscious imprinting kicked in and I put my left arm in the air so that my hand and my wrist were above my heart. Um, this is a very good thing if you, if you cut your finger or you cut any piece of your extremity, immediately put it above your heart so that you don't have that rush um, of your pulse of the blood running through your open wound. <laughs> so I did that. I put it in the air, and then with my right hand, I grabbed my forearm, and I shoved my skin up. Like, I just tried so hard to close that wound. And I'm walking around my backyard near the rosemary bushes and thinking, oh lordy, <laughs> I have no idea what to do here. I really, that was it. Like, so much adrenaline. I really could not think. And so I, I just held it. I just held it in position. I could see some blood coming out. It wasn't spurting or anything, um, you know, like a horror movie. Thank goodness. But I also had no clue what was going to happen when I let go of my arm. So I walked inside and I sat down in our, um, we have like a little reading nook area. And I sat down in the chair, kept keeping my arm up, keeping the pressure on my forearm, pushing upward so that the wound was closed. And I closed my eyes and I started visualizing 
my cells where that slit was. I started visualizing the cells on either side of that wound coming together in a big hug and then globbing together and becoming one. I have no idea how long I had this visualization. I just kept repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. Once I opened my eyes, I thought, okay, well, I'm gonna let go and either uh, I'm gonna need to call 911 or I might bleed out. That was a really, really scary thought. But I really had no idea how deep this cut went and didn't know the damage at all. So I let go and I waited and I waited and I waited and I didn't see any fresh blood coming out of that cut. I had already coagulated and I was in disbelief because I very much thought that I was going to lose quite a bit of blood when I let go. And so I, wa I walked around still keeping my, my hand and my arm up above my heart, but I wasn't putting any pressure on my forearm any longer. And I just stared at this cut thinking, wow, that could have been really, really bad. That could have been really bad. I started having these thoughts of, you know, what if, what if my partner came home and I had blood out? What if he found me dead or unconscious from losing so much blood? What would have happened if I had cut a tendon? I don't know. I, what could have happened if I panicked and I tried to rinse the cut out and ended up not coagulating as well or possibly getting an infection? You know, just all of these things started popping up in my head. Man, it threw me for a loop. <laughs> it was a very, very brisk reminder of my mortality. And of course, when you have moments like that, you start thinking of all the things that you haven't done yet, you haven't seen yet, you haven't experienced yet, thinking, I'm not ready to go. Like, I have so much more life to live. I have so much more to experience here on earth as a human. And then later that evening, when my partner got home, I showed him my wrist and <laughs> I completely understand why he responded this way. But he looked at it and he said, oh, it's just a little thing. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it is, it is on the outside, the external perspective of it. Mm -hmm, yeah, it is. I'm looking at the scar right now and it is, I mean, it's maybe half an inch. It is a, a little thing from the outside, but from the inside, the chemical reaction, the emotional experience, the apex of I am not ready to leave this planet yet left me in such an altered state. But until I explained that to him, it's nothing he could see with his own eyes. The next day I was thinking about this a lot, you know, because I'm thinking about, well, okay, what are those things that I want to do? What are those things that I want to see? What are those things I want to experience that I have not experienced yet? And I was going through things with, you know, kindred sage, things with my family, things with my friends. This is a beautiful metaphor for trauma imprinting. Because now that you know the story of my 
close encounter, <laughs> my brisk tango with mortality, I want to talk about what a trauma imprint is. So in my perspective, trauma is too much, too fast, too soon. Nowhere in there is there a judgment of little trauma, big trauma. It's trauma if it is too much, too fast, too soon. That leads to a frozen consciousness. The prefrontal cortex, the front brain, goes into shock and we cannot respond in a logical way. There is no intellectualizing our present moment when we hit an incident that is similar to a trauma wound. Instead, our mind goes into search mode for the imprint. What do we know? What neural pathways do we already have paved in this arena? Where have we seen this before? What type of adrenaline event is similar to this? So that based on past experience, what do we believe the outcome of this incident will be? When we find that imprint, that is where our subconscious begins to respond. And that response is going to either confirm or disconfirm that trauma experience for your subconscious. Now here is the big game changer when it comes to having incidents that activate trauma wounding. Because from a perspective of awareness, previous awareness, and acceptance, we are able to release and rewrite that imprint. We can rewrite the imprint that causes the subconscious response within this incident. That is very, very important to register. We have the power within us to become aware and to accept the imprint from trauma wounding and then decide to release that imprint in order to rewrite it in a disconfirming manner. So that when you hit that incident, when that incident occurs, your brain, your mind, your subconscious looks for the imprint, finds the subconscious response that you have rewritten, and acts accordingly to disconfirm that trauma. So thankfully, in this situation, this experience with these pruning shears that are so sharp and could have done some severe damage, my anatomy knowledge, my healthcare knowledge, and emergency response knowledge kicked in. And I was able to react, respond in a disconfirming way. If I didn't, if I did not put my arm up, squeeze my forearm, and bring the skin back together, that could have been very, very different. That outcome could have been very, very different. If I was to freeze and my response, my subconscious response was to go into, I'm dying, most likely my actions would have tried to confirm I'm dying. Who knows? Maybe I would have pulled on the skin to see how how deep the cut was and released a lot more blood than I did. There are so many 
options. There are so many timelines that I could have jumped to here. But with my current knowledge, with my ability to act fast, I was able to catch it. I was able to heal. I was able to disconfirm that trauma imprint. Now, I do want to mention that this example was relatively small on my personal spectrum of trauma that I've experienced during my three decades on this planet. But it was a trauma experience nonetheless. I had an intense chemical reaction that shut down my prefrontal cortex, that engaged my trauma imprint, that enacted my subconscious response to the trauma incident, and that disconfirmed the trauma wounding that initially popped up in my mind. I thought it was going to be way worse. Thankfully, (laughs) my education and my knowledge and my experience was able to veer a different way and give me time to heal and respond in a disconfirming manner. It doesn't always happen. There are quite a few pieces of trauma wounding in my personal life that trigger me or the incident, you know, triggers my prefrontal cortex to shut down. And my subconscious response is pretty damaging and confirms that original trauma imprint. And those are things that tell me how and where to work, you know, the healing that needs to happen. So... There you have it, my brisk tango with mortality on a Sunday afternoon pruning rosemary bushes uh, served as a very, very beautiful metaphor for how our imprint impacts our subconscious response and then either solidifies our neural pathway or disconfirms and is able to lift us up into a higher perspective, into a richer ability to respond in the way we want to, right? That's the whole thing with healing is that when we rewrite, we are given full reign, full control of how we desire to respond, It's not going to be the same for everyone. It just isn't. It's your flavor of response that you get to rewrite. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I truly appreciate it. If this resonates with you, please feel free to share or leave a review or a rating. I am so happy to be back and this felt really good. It felt very natural to share this information with you and these little little pieces of trauma healing. That is what Kindred Sage is all about. I love you. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you next time.